Hello everyone, welcome back to season two of Say What Needs Saying. I am Brandon. And I'm Zach. And recently a few things have popped up, but most importantly, the ones that needs to be talked about, I think, is what led us to today. This will be another sidebar with Zach and I going back and forth, kind of just chatting around the fireside conversation uh, circle on some of the things that, I don't know, that I think everyone should be brought uh, to knowledge about. Um, have you, well, for those who are listening, if you rather, if you did or did not get a COVID vaccine recently, there's a potential. And we recently saw a press conference in that the Biden administration would like to go door to door and I guess hold you by your arm and, and, and give you vaccines. What was the, Zach, have you, have you heard more about this? I haven't heard much out of the, the outside of the press conference. So I will, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt right now and say that I think my my hope is that it's more of an advocacy type PSA type thing mm-hmm. but I you know as opposed to going to door to door with a cooler of dry ice and vaccines <laughs> in hand um so I'm hoping that's the extent of it um mm-hmm. but yeah I I think that it was pretty it was a pretty big statement. Saki said it, and then Biden did double down on it. He he came out and made a statement, too, saying that these are the different avenues we're going to be pursuing. You know, one of them is this door-to-door. You know, he said, like, something like community-to-community, and, you know, in some cases, even door-to-door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't I, – I know I'm not the only one, but it doesn't sit right with me. Um, it doesn't feel like a good idea. It doesn't feel like the right way to handle this and, and the right move. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I'm looking online in the Washington Post because they have, I guess, the most objective uh, explanation of what happened. Uh, Biden's, like, apparently Biden's falling short of his deadline for 70% of the United States to have received at least one vaccination shot. I think he's trying to establish the fastest way to get this to uh, get to this, uh, was it herd immunity concept? Right. Yeah. And then from there, I guess we can quote unquote get back to normal, especially because with all this printing of the money he's doing, we kind of need true our true economy to come back rather than this manufactured one because this monopoly money one is going to send us into uh some type of hyperinflation kind of world yeah oh and we're going to be hurting even if we do reach herd immunity and go full open we're still bound for some punishment for all of this money printing and everything that's going on but yeah i agree i think that's definitely a big motivation behind this you know he came in saying that He was going to bring unity. He's going to put shots in arms. He's going to, you know, which from the very beginning sounded like a, it it doesn't sound appealing. Like when they, they kept phrasing it that way, that we're going to put, you know, a million shots and a million arms and this and that. When Reagan said, uh, oh, someone commented and said, uh, Reagan, wise words from Reagan said, the last thing that an American citizen wants to hear is that, hi, we're from the government and we're here to protect you. I thought about that. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be damned if someone knocked on the door and said, "Hi, are you here for the vaccine?" No, this—that's the beginning of every I Am Legend movie. I'm not doing that, dude. It's the dumbest thing in the. So the this administration has tried a lot of different approaches to appeal to vaccine hesitant populations, and I'll give them credit. In some ways, they, they, they've tried different ways. They've tried different things, but look, the the. The segment of the population that is not vaccinated right now has had, largely speaking, not, I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush, has had an opportunity to be vaccinated Mm -hmm. in in most circumstances. And so at this point, if you haven't, it's, it's indicative on some level of either distrust of the vaccine or distrust of the government, and sometimes both. Right. And these people are, I say these people, I'm, look, I'm conservative in a lot of aspects, libertarian in a lot of aspects too, and realize that a lot of these risk assessments that people are making are. Would you say it's valid? Okay. How much percent would you say it's valid? I I think that there is absolutely. Now, now I'll preface this by saying, look, I'm fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I trusted it and still trust it and would advise that if you are older or if you have, right. you know, some condition that maybe doesn't make you immunocompromised enough that you can't get the vaccine, but makes you more mm-hmm. concerned or you live with someone that is or, you know, come in contact with someone that's older, et cetera, et cetera. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you should go get the vaccine. However, this is still look, it's still not FDA approved. 
it still came out rapidly in comparison to other vaccines. And it was still had an awful, awful public had, I I don't know, the, the, the handling, the education surrounding it, the, the messaging surrounding it, the other elements of this pandemic, looking at how much we can trust the government or public officials and things. I think that given the context, I absolutely understand the distrust of whether it's the vaccine or the science or the or the politics. Again, I don't personally hold that same distrust. I got the vaccine. I wouldn't have if I if I held that same distrust. I'm not going to say that I'm absolutely fear free regardless, because, look, everything has side effects. Everything has possible negative outcomes. I valued my so my family told me to get it. My mom wanted me to get it. My grandma wanted me to get it. I was reticent to get it before then, mostly because I thought that other people should be getting it first, but also because look, I'm young, I'm healthy, and frankly, looking at the case fatality rates by age, looking at the interactions I personally have with old people or or you know compromised people, I I wasn't as concerned with getting it quickly. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I totally get if someone's risk assessment or value uh, prioritization was different. If they didn't have that external family factor of someone telling them, no, like you should really get it and, and it'll make us comfortable. I'm willing to take on a little bit of risk to my safety and my health if it makes my family happy and comfortable and safe feeling to, to a point, right? I, I'm not going to lop my arm off because they think that it's going <laughs> to save them from something that just doesn't exist, right? So there's right. a point with everyone, but everyone's point's different. And, and you know, it's just, I mean, it's, yeah, go ahead. No, I was, I was saying, I mean, each point I think has some, has a fair level of assessment, a, a fair level of assessment um, that can be taken into consideration. But in my head, once you bring it to the point where you're knocking on doors, any variation of it, whether being sarcastic or literal, mm-hmm. I think then you're starting to infringe on some type of personal freedoms of America. Like I don't, I'm not gonna, I don't have the right to answer the door. Like I don't, who, how are they gonna even begin to implement that? I don't, you know. I think they have the right to knock to an extent, you know, I, but I think that they better be really ready to turn the fuck around if someone says <laughs> no, right? Like, I think that, you know, I, I said I said this half-jokingly to, to you. I was talking to my roommate about this, you know, again, half-jokingly, but mm-hmm. I, I made the comment that feds are going to get shot. There's no, going to be some, there's going to be some vaccine pusher, door-to-door Biden salesman who is goes up to the wrong house and they, they think it's they, they think it's going to be the inner city one the end of the the, the, no. the, the, the no, no, no 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 this is going to be is... the the rural house with a don't tread on me doormat <laughs> Can't, that no, then I has don't. a shotgun blast go through the yeah. door you know and, yeah. and and again i i understand that anti-government sentiment i understand mm-hmm. that no get the fuck off my property and stop telling me to inject myself with this thing you know right. i i totally get it given what we know now. Again, with with this pandemic in general, early on I gave people a lot more of a benefit of doubt with things like lockdowns and things like, you know, um, flip-floppiness on masking and Mm -hmm. whatnot, because we didn't know much. We didn't know much about it. Now we do. And frankly, especially for young, healthy people, this is not as deadly as we thought it was. And if you're going to show up at the doorstep of two 19 year olds living (laughs) together out in the middle of nowhere who don't interact with anyone and tell them, look, you need to put this in your arm so that we can hit 70%. When realistically, if you don't put it in your arm, you're probably not endangering anyone or yourself. That's where it becomes, you know, overstepping and you know whether or not they have the right to they they have the right to i won't say that this is infringing on things for them to come you know people will cite hipaa there's workarounds and loopholes with hipaa of course, you know they can all the time yeah there's the, the government can do this that doesn't mean that they should do this you know right. there's there's a million different reasons why they shouldn't do certain things that they can do and this population that you're dealing with are the people that are going to call them on that immediately. And I'm, I don't say any of this as a derogatory thing. Again, I think that they're wrong in this too. And frankly, if if I were in a different situation, 
and, and I didn't have, you, you know, family playing into my, my, my value pri- prioritization here. Not, not, not even saying that people don't value family, right? But if I didn't interact with older family members, it would be different for me too. Right. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I think that this is a bad idea. It's just a bad move. And it's like you said, it's these are Republicans who much more value, much more so value the words of Reagan than the words of Joe Biden. And right. if Reagan tells you that the government is not here to help and then the government of Biden comes to help, do you like it's just not going to work, man? Like it's not. And even if you get a couple shots, it's not going to have the benefit, you know, even outside of the government distrust and the, the everything we've been talking about mm-hmm. on a basal level, it's a waste of time and resources. I would on say a, this bigger than fish to fry. America has yet to walk into the crypto world when the rest of the world is. We're kind of falling back. We're still having very uh, remedial uh, domestic issues, uh, rather important or not grand scheme remedial. Um, I, I, I think that, well, I'm gonna call it now and I'm sure we're gonna have to bring in the say when he says we'll do the coverage for this. Mm-hmm. He's not winning the reelection. I don't see anything that he's been doing that's been changing the, either the changing the, well, internationally, maybe he's been getting more appreciation, but domestically, I don't see anyone saying it's been better. If anything, people are saying, oh, now we have, now our president doesn't hurt your feelings, but our economy's in shit. Right. Or you know that's what you that's what you want to value, and then yeah. uh, honestly, I can't I can't blame them. You sure. know, even internationally, I would say, and we're tangenting a little, so I'll make it quick, and we can jump back to the right. vaccines. But even right. internationally, I would say that certain things he's done, I think he makes us look like a joke sometimes on the international on the international stage. Like mm. I think having anyway, well, <laughs> to 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 quit tangenting, mm. you know, I think that the other problem with this um, this door to door vaccine distribution plan or, or PSA messaging system, whatever they're trying to do with this, it's only going to further the divide around this vaccine because it's such a heavy handed government approach to do all this. Mm -hmm. I mean, for one, it's, it's, it's moving things closer to the federal level and away from States. Like the other, the other comparison people will make is, Oh, well, what about, schools they mandate the mmr vaccine they mandate the polio vaccine they mandate this it's like okay no the states do that the states mandate those vaccines and each state's a little different and each school you know they're that's in the hands of the states that's federalism we Mm -hmm. voluntarily social um social norms are different on a state level than on a federal level and to have the federal government coming in and saying that we think that you should do this it's it's only going to further ostracize those who say no. It's only going to push those people who say no further from, you know, the the rest of the world. You know, we've already got, you know, vaccine passports and different schools and corporations and businesses all requiring vaccines for different things. And again, this isn't me saying that that's not their right. It is like, you know, a business can say you're not allowed to come in here without this vaccine or you're not, you know, you, you can't go to this school in this school district. If you don't have the vaccine, I will say it's a little different in my opinion with, with some of the governmental side with this one, because it's not even FDA approved yet. Right. You can't really, why would you want to, why would you even want to place that level of liability on yourself or your entity? Right. If the FDA approved, you can go to court and say, well, they said to do it. Well, did we approve it? Yeah. But we said to do it. Right. But to me, this just, this just screams you're too stupid, ignorant, or incompetent to make your own decisions about this vaccine. So we need to come, even though you've had every opportunity to go do it yourself, we need to come to you now and say, look, we know you don't trust us, but here are the reasons that you should trust us anyway and take the vaccine and do this. And then if you say no again, that's just one more club that the more, I don't want to draw with too broad of a brush, the more progressive leftist kind of side of things will use that club again to beat the other people with as a, well, what do you mean? Now you had every opportunity to get this vaccine to save lives and now you want to kill grandma and now the government right. is coming to to help you to give you every, every possible, 
I don't know, every everything that you need to be able to help other people. How dare you? You're selfish. Or how dare you? You want people to die. Like, it's just this rhetoric that's been tossed around the whole pandemic, you know, it's early all, on especially. It's all fear-mongering at this point. And I'm, I'm kind of getting sick of it because either you're going to scare people to do it or not, but eventually you have to give it a rest. And I'm, I'm trying to, like, no one's reporting the numbers. You know, if it's that big of right. a deal, it's that pressing, show us the numbers. I would love for you to show me... What are we in? What is this? I would love to for you to show me the end of 2020s uh, Florida, Atlanta, Texas numbers. In you know, in Tokyo, they're saying the numbers are starting to spike. Oh, word! What was Tokyo's numbers before? Right. Um, I have just objectively show me the numbers because at this point, you've you've opened the door of skepticism. Now right. it's up to you to close it, and you're doing a horrific job. So. Um, they come door to door. I hope they come prepared with whatever Biden said will need to deter uh uprising. So whatever gun, whatever gun he thinks worse. <laughs> the other thing is those numbers have been out there in a lot of cases. The and I will say conservative media has been showing a lot of these numbers, and mm. Ben Shapiro has been saying these numbers from the get go early on comparing numbers like from Texas and Florida and these other places that opened up earlier. Oh, what's, what are we looking at? I mean, they're not that, they're not that much worse off, if any worse off, like California and Florida, I don't know offhand. So take this with a grain of salt. It's been a while mm-hmm. since I've looked at this stuff, but mm-hmm. at, at one point, at least Florida and California were performing relatively similarly and California was locked down from day one and Florida opened oh. up on like day three. Day two. <laughs> and, so, and like, so it's like, there's more evidence coming out and that has been coming out, you know, even early on, like we were told that everyone's dying, everyone's dying. And then you looked a little closer at the data and it was like, no, old people are dying. Right. You know, old, old people are people, dying. And then yeah. if you have the worst type of uh, immunocompromisable diagnoses previously, right. That makes you worse. Or, or, or are you trying to tell me the whole uh, elder population of Italy smokes 40 cigarettes a day? Oh, shocker. Okay. Right. And it's just, it's, you know, it, again, it just piles on to everything from before. And, you know, early, I, I, I will give Biden credit. He stopped trying to put Fauci out there to, to convince people to, like, I, if Fauci's going door to door, then I swear to God, they're not getting a single shot from people. Nah, like, nah. they, you know, certain stuff like that, from the very beginning, there was flip-floppiness on certain things, and then the, for, for lack of a less broad-sounding term, left-wing media would spin it to sound more presentable, more acceptable, whereas right-wing media would spin it as what the fuck? What are you doing? Why are why are we not knowing? You say the science has changed, but you don't tell us what science. Or now you've told us that you well, no, we told you not to wear masks because we wanted to save them for healthcare professionals. And well, we thought that that mask wasn't gonna help people because of this. You know what I said in this email. And so it just, it all builds up. And then now you've got someone on your doorstep that is from an administration that has not been straight with you. Has not been entirely transparent like they promised on day one and you know it's there's no reason to trust you there's no reason to now suddenly start believing you mm-hmm. when you come to my door and say no now honestly you can trust the vaccine especially now that we have things like dwindling deaths and dwindling hospitalizations and dwindling you know we, we see the, the discrepancy in deaths across age groups and things like it's just there's no and I'm not again, I'm not saying that people shouldn't get vaccinated because you know what, if 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 it's if you make your individual risk assessment and you believe that it's in your or your loved one's best interest or your community's best interests mm-hmm. to be vaccinated, then yes, absolutely get vaccinated. But, you know. It's it's just the wrong approach, and I don't I don't know what the right approach is. To be completely honest, I frankly I think it's just to open up, say, look, everyone's got the opportunity to get the vaccine, and you know we'll let's let's see what happens. We'll keep some things in place to protect the elderly, to protect the immunocompromised, and let's roll. But at this point, I just feel like people have more information at their disposal to make that decision more soundly on their own. 
Hey, listen, I completely agree, and I think we'll leave it there because getting into our next topic mm-hmm. definitely will warrant uh, the oh same. God. Oh, man, dude, I'm mad about this one. So this next topic... We were talking a little bit about the division earlier um, when we were talking about the vaccine stuff. And I think this really solidifies my belief that division is being stoked on, on multiple different fronts from not just the governmental side, but social media. Mm -hmm. Um, So for those that aren't aware Facebook has recently taken it upon themselves to label certain content and certain certain groups and pages and presumably certain users as extremists and or extremist content. And they have been sending out warnings and disclaimers to people asking whether, I think one disclaimer, I've got a picture so i want to read the text just for those that haven't actually seen it because i haven't seen it yet like it hasn't popped up for me um Mm -hmm. but it says so and so you may have been exposed to harmful extremist content recently violent groups try to manipulate your anger and disappointment you can take action Mm -hmm. now to protect yourself and others get support from experts spot the signs understand the dangers of extremism and hear from people who escaped violent groups and so this has been popping up on various people's, you know, pages and things. And if you try to join certain groups now, they'll warn you that some of the content may go against their guidelines. Um, and sometimes in certain comment threads, mm-hmm. they'll have other pop-ups show up asking whether or not, in your opinion, someone else's comment was, quote, low quality or high quality. Huh. And so... Just, so just in general, I think this is kind of par for the course with Facebook. This is kind of just Facebook being Facebook and just another disappointment to add to it. Okay. But but I think that, like, we now have one of the largest companies in the world labeling your friends and families as radical extremists. Well, it's, it's I want to say that it's surprising, but I remember at one point, because I'm not sure if you were on Facebook during this time, but people were kind of discovering, I guess, the full uh, level of detail or data taken uh, from Facebook. So mm-hmm. there is a way you can find out what Facebook has labeled you mm-hmm. versus, yeah. uh, based off of uh, your things that you like or preference or even comments that you said. And I was labeled uh, far left-wing socialist. I think one thing so one thing pointed out is that if you share anything that has to do with like being black, that just not, it sounds crude, but anything that had to do with it, it would it would it would pop up as anti, or pop up as not conservative. So you're already listed as a liberal, and then it go it goes from there. And I'm like, I don't what for what purpose does this data have? I don't think Coca Cola cares. If I'm a far left, well, I guess it depends on where. Well, I don't, I'm I don't, sure I, they do. I think I mean, they do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all of that plays into their marketing strategy and into you know who they target the ads to and things. And then Facebook on their end has their algorithms promote different content for you too, based on your previous engagements and everything, because that keeps you on their site longer, right? right. People, not necessarily more content you like. Frankly, probably the opposite, probably more content that's going to piss you off and keep you engaged and keep you angry in the comment section and, you know, whatever, but not too pissed off that you think it's like, you know, they're not going to give you Daily Wire or The Blaze, but like they don't give you like real like farther right conservative news outlets, but they'll give you maybe a headline that, you know, indicates something that might piss you off that's from NPR or from you know, someone else. And so, yeah, I think it definitely plays into into how they're advertising and how they're promoting different content. Well, do you think that's the same reason why they've opened up this thing where instead of it, instead of making it seem as if they're doing the labeling, they're asking their quote unquote customers or consumers to do the labeling. Well, this is an extremist comment. Well, what is that? Where does you labeling this person under that? under that I get under that umbrella what does that mean for that person do they have different ads or do you get put on a watch list database or something like that yeah I don't know I think it depends on which one we're talking about when we're talking about the con- comment reviewing stuff then mm-hmm. yes I think that's probably trying to play into the algorithm and so that they can say okay out of a thousand people that read this NPR article 
900 of them said that this comment was low quality and the rest said it was high quality. And so then they can decide, okay, do we either, do we either want to promote that to piss people off and get them engaging, or do we want to downgrade that and not promote it so that we get people, you know, maybe not as, as, as off put by the comments that they see. Cause you know, there's always like one, there's always one comment that you see before you even click the article or something. So it may play into that. It could play into other things. I do think it's different when it comes to labeling the extremist content because that I think is Facebook. That's less other people reporting it and more Facebook being like, whoa, whoa, hold on. One of your friends and family might, uh, you, they, someone might have shared something that you think that you may have seen that might be a little bit too much or might be extremist. That, I don't know. I'm sure ultimately it has to do with money. Ultimately, it has to make the money on some level, but I don't, I don't quite see through the, I don't see their game plan with that one as much. That one just seems much more divisive, much more of a, of an overt political bias that is now manifesting into calling people extremists when they post something that, I don't know. I don't know what, I mean, some of the groups that the warnings come up on are, you know, more libertarian groups, even meme groups and stuff, you know, more anti-government type groups or comments or pictures and whatnot. I don't know. I don't know what the textbook definition of extremist is, but like that I think has greater implications than the, the comments. I don't know. It's tough to say. Well, no. So, cause this definitely had your, had your, I would say from our text had your blood boiling. Is it more mm-hmm. from, the invasion of privacy aspect of it, or is it like what? What exactly is the is the alarming? Would you say part that a lot of people may have probably brushed it off, brushed it off? I think it's what happens after you get labeled as it. I think right. that if I so if I get labeled, let's say hypothetically, Facebook starts putting some badge of honor on your page that labels you as a radical extremist, right? That mm-hmm. oh, this person shares these posts that are you know more extreme and whatnot. And we're going to notify you that so that you know before sending them a friend request that this person may post content that goes against our guidelines oh, and this wow. and that. I think that that level stuff, even even on the level of groups, I've seen people in several groups saying that it's it's harming their growth, it's harming their you know their their membership rates and whatnot. I think that will stoke the existing tensions and division between the political sides of, of things. I think that if I think about, if I think offhand about my friends list, mm-hmm. I think that there's already a handful that would probably think that I'm radical given some of my views, whether it's gun rights or abortions or, you know, what have you. Mm-hmm. And I think if Facebook validates that for them, that's only going to solidify it further for them. And so, so, you're, so you're trying to tell me that you don't see the unification that Biden has had had, had, uh, had promised? <laughs> yeah, not even close. And and granted, this is Facebook, not the government. So I'll give you know. But I mean, Biden hasn't been doing us any favors on unity either. But... Facebook and the the word Facebook and government should be the same word. You and I both know that. <laughs> right. So yeah, I just think it's going to stoke those tensions. I think that it's going to provide one more reason to distance yourself from that Republican family member who posts some some crazy stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had friends and family and, and people that have posted some really fucked up stuff in the past and have mm-hmm. posted things that have made me want to unfollow them or made me want to, you know, whatever. So I get it. I get that everyone has their breaking point with different things and you you shouldn't be forced to deal with that, right? If you, you should absolutely be able to unfollow or unfriend someone who you disagree with. I may, you know, I may not agree with that in principle because it just kind of puts you into an echo chamber at the end of the day, but you still have the ability to do that. But when that's exacerbated by the platform itself, now you're just pushing those bubbles further and further apart to the point where now any, in it, like if I were to post uh, a picture of my guns on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. I would already have a handful of friends who would report it. Right, right. Now, if Facebook sends my friends a notification after I post that and says, even if my name's not on there, mm-hmm. and says, "Whoa, well, hey, just letting you know, 
you may have been exposed to some some radical extremist kind of content. Um, you know, if you if you're concerned about someone, let us know and let us let's see what we can do. Right. Someone is going to see that picture and say, oh, of course they're talking about him. That it's got to be this because this is the radical in my mind. This is the and that's a that's an innocuous example, right? It's just a picture of of guns and whatnot. Now I'm not going to post pictures of my guns on Facebook. That's just not, you know. It's not what I'm planning on posting, but people should be able to, without being reported to the Facebook thought police and and say it and being told that, hey, uh, people are concerned about you. It's the same as, do you know what red flag laws are with guns or with other things for that matter? Mm-mm. So no, red, no. red flag laws, um, red flag laws are the, the idea that if you see red flags in a person, that they may do harm to themselves or others, you can then report that activity or that behavior and that person. And depending on the states, depending on the laws, depending on the red flag laws, the law may have the ability to come in, take that person's weapons, take that person's guns, and and forcefully have that person undergo a psych eval or have that person, you know, whatever, and the the initial the initial I guess core of it is the you know everyone always talks about the school shooters right oh there were these so many signs and there are so many things that people could have seen and known about and on a purely surface level that sounds simple enough it sounds like oh well yeah if someone had reported those signs the problem comes when the person isn't a school shooter right and they maybe are just a little quirky or they're a little like maybe they like anti-government memes on Facebook, right? right? Or they like whatever. And now suddenly people are reporting them. They take away their weapons without, without real cause. And then suddenly their due process, their, their right to bear arms, their other constitutional rights are now infringed because someone thinks you might be a criminal. And now someone thinks you might be a Facebook extremist. And so, you know, the precedent, I don't, I don't know what the, the private, sector red flag law precedent is with this you know i don't know what facebook could or would try to do but you know i'm imagining deplatforming and censoring of people who are reported by enough people as extremists or people whose you know posts are reported as i mean that's already what happens right you know you get your post reported and it gets pulled down and now it's under review and then right. sometimes it gets put back up after hey sorry we fucked up uh, we shouldn't have pulled this down mm-hmm. That that reporting is going to be taken that much more seriously if someone's reporting that they're concerned about you, you know, Being radicalizing. Popular. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, eventually they said you know they plan for Facebook to be a paid service, mm-hmm. and I think by then you as a as an either a business owner or uh, a active consumer, if you can list yourself as that, will say what kind of content would you like to see? Because now you can choose if you want to see more of the propaganda. They were like, hey, we're gonna try to fact check things and certain things they would fact check and like no this is actually correct you're you're like hyper policing but i i mean once if i don't know at this point to manage something with the level of billions that they have connected to uh individual wise i think this might have come from i feel like i don't know maybe how come twitter doesn't have to go through this or how come instagram doesn't have to go through this like on on for some reason you can you can watch animals get shot every day on, on, on Instagram, but you put it on Facebook. Now you're listed as someone could, someone could report you three times and now you're listed under this ban. And now you're the all types of extremists and gun, everything will begin to get tailored and more and more are people being straight away from what's actually happening. Like on Instagram, I followed like I've ever having a few conservative friends because their political views don't exactly change how I view their our friendship or whatever. Sure. And they share something and I was like, hmm, I don't like this, but it's fair. So I'll look at the page. And the page is so heavy in condemning of black offenses. Now, I, by this point, and it sounds like I'm being harsh, I'm doing this for shock value. I don't have the time to to to, to doctor shit up. It, it, the world is real objective, so I'm, I'm trying to keep it as professional or I keep it as candid as possible. The real, like I saw, saw what was it what was it? I saw 
someone twerking. It was a, it was a group of black people twerking on an ambulance mm. uh, during a, a shooting. And I was like, I this will never go to any of the, and I mean, absolutely none of the, it would never go on any of the uh, pages that I would ever follow. Oh, yeah. Like, and it would never so, cross your news feed. You'd it never would never cross. It. Dude, yeah. the amount of things that I saw that will absolutely never cross it. my news feed will it freak me mine. the freak out. <laughs> Yeah. No, because I was like, what? Yeah. And then there's other, I think there was one, uh, another one where it was an Amazon, was it an Amazon truck got, got stole, uh, someone broke into an Amazon truck mm-hmm. and was stealing, I guess, the packages. And that was on like four of them. And on zero of mine, it was like, and the comments, listen, I, you, ugh, listen, America still America. Uh, so the comments were a little grimacing uh, to read as, as someone that's black, but I, I hear I could hear the either the confusion or I could hear the condemnation or the message they're trying to portray through their comments, and I'm like, I it would never get to me any other way unless I do the outreach because and if if you if I already have this algorithm that's set up to be this pseudo rainbow of jolly pride month pseudo give a fuckish whatever i will never see the other side but i feel as if it's also the same on the other side the level of yep. positive things that happen I'm, I'm i'm almost guaranteed it's not on the flip side now granted that amazon thing that happened the even the guy who posted was like oh i didn't see the white woman who was telling the people how to do it um i was like well i don't know this is she's the only person with blonde hair in this picture of the black hair so i would i would know but i think I feel like there's a people aren't being able to see what's on the other side and it's getting farther and farther away. It's literally just a corner away, but now it's getting blocks and miles and miles away. I think it's, it's very much so propagated whatever type of division they're trying to enforce. Cause I don't, I'm telling you if, if the fact that it crossed your thing, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't even know how to, like, I was like, I can't even share this shit. Like I don't even, yeah. Well, and you make a good point. It's good and bad. It's, you know, I, I saw a story from The Blaze the uh, the other day about a a shooting that was interrupted because a a bystander with a gun stepped in and shot the guy. And he it was a it was a picture perfect good guy with a gun stops the bad guy with a gun story. Oh, wow. And it was it was it was a good story. Right. But that that probably doesn't cross liberal feeds either. That doesn't cross. And the same goes for the other side, right? If I look at, and it's, I hate saying this now because it used to be my go-to center-left source. If I go in the NPR comments, it's the same thing, dude. It's if so much conservative bashing, Republican bashing, white bashing, like the the comments that, and, and frankly, that may not be all the comments. It may just be the ones that the Facebook algorithm pushes to the top for me or something. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I see all this vitriol and hate and then I see a quote-unquote good article from the other side, and and then actual good articles. You know, there's there's both. There's the the good article that is objectively good and 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 wholesome, and then there's the one that's framed entirely good that I look at and I'm like, oh, that's a nightmare, right? But it's it's like you don't like you said you don't see both unless you make an effort to either look yourself look through your friends things that they're posting if you're friends with people on the other side mm-hmm. or you know or or something else and this just takes away one more this now takes away the friend side because well now that friend is labeled as an extremist or now this that friend is now facebook's calling them crazy you know right. and it's just it's cementing that that division the the other problem is that and this is this is where i'll preface this one by saying i by no means think that we are close to this. And this is not me trying to make a comparison between these different incidents and saying that we are one step away from this by any means. But sure. this is the same shit that Gina Carano got in trouble for posting about. Oh, this yeah. What Gina Carano got in trouble for posting about, she said that it wasn't about the Nazi. This is not a direct quote, but it, she was basically like, it wasn't the Nazis, it was the neighbors calling... It was, it was people telling the Nazis on their neighbors, right. people reporting their neighbors to the Nazis. It was the same with the, the Soviets. 
you know, Stalin had spies and whisperers Mm -hmm. and people who would report their neighbors, report their friends, report their family to Stalin, to, to the Soviets, to the Nazis, to whoever, and said, this person is an enemy of the state. This person Mm -hmm. is an extremist. This person needs to be locked up in the gulag. This person needs to be sent to the the ghettos. This person needs to be sent to the, the camps. And I get it. We're, we're not close to that. This is not me saying that we're one step away from Nazi Germany. We're not. And, you know, people will try to make comparisons with the vaccines and the tattoos on Jews. And, you know, again, no, we're not. It's just eerie seeing these parallels on a more innocuous, small level and people going along with it 100% with no concern whatsoever. People like I guarantee you people are actually reporting their friends and families to Facebook and saying, I'm concerned about my uncle. I think he's been radicalized by OANN. I'm concerned about my friend. I think they were radicalized by Trump's posts after January 6th. And now he's planning an insurrection or I'm concerned, you know, whatever it may be. (laughs) But the fact that there's no concern about it whatsoever well, it's kind of like, you know, sheep don't necessarily care what day is day. You just kind of go with the other sheep. When, when, when you're when you're used or when you're comfortable, it's all really complacency. When you're comfortable with being spoon-fed, whatever you're being spoon-fed, hey, eventually it tastes good. Yeah. Until until something makes you say, this tastes acrid, I have to go somewhere to take a, take a look at a different picture. Until I was in a situation where I had to see what what positions or what opportunities were out there then i was like oh i've been sleeping in shit it smells better outside mm-hmm. you know it would take for each american to kind of wake up so to speak and we've spoken about that before and almost had the same echo that each individual has kind of their own echo but i think it almost starts with each person doing their own self-assessment and then seeing how they can be better like say for instance you go on on social media one week and you see something that really perturbs you or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you would have to kind of assess yourself like, how mad did I get me? Did that, did this, was, this a, was this enough to report somebody or what really ticked me off? You got to sit there and say, well, what about it ticked you off? Can Is that someone you could just open up and talk to? If not, then talk to somebody about it. And I think that platform is needed. I don't know who's necessarily going to create a platform where it's like almost like a self-accountability thing. But it's, I think it's needed to at least begin to create a self-reflection because if each person worry about, worry, worries about themselves, they less, less extreme inferences can be uh, generated. Yeah, no, 100%. And I see this, and frankly, this is another reason that I was mad today is I had another person come up and, and, and do this. I, I, so if I had a dollar for every person, so I've been pretty pretty except for the very beginning of all this i've been pretty against the lockdowns pretty against the overly onerous mask mandates and things you know the the various what i saw at the time as infringements on different liberties in the name of safety which admittedly sometimes are acceptable right we make a way off a trade-off between freedom and safety every day with every law with every decision so i don't want to say that, you know, freedom has to be 100% and safety 0%. But from the beginning, I'd like to believe that I was pretty principled in my stances on this stuff. Mm-hmm. If I had a dollar for every person who, who fucking flip-flopped once they themselves became inconvenienced, once they themselves got fed up and thought it was quote-unquote long enough or quote-unquote has been you know, now it's it's acceptable to do these things because now I'm tired of it. Now I'm sick of the mask. Now I'm tired of socially distancing. Mm-hmm. Or or the people who were. I mean, just look at the guns. It right. was it was I hate guns. And then California became one of the highest. Right. Then everyone went and panic bought. It's it's that stuff that. Um, so on one level, you're right. You know, some level it takes that realization to realize, oh shit, someone actually is stepping in on on some of these freedoms and maybe we do need to push back some and maybe we do need to stand up. But unless people can look past that level of realization to a more broad, more empathetic view of the freedoms, 
Mm-hmm. I don't think things will change. I think that it will still, because you see this left, right, and center. This isn't just a liberal thing. This isn't, actually, Ben Shapiro said this today in his show, and I respected that he brought it up. He said that this happens with, with he, he uh, talked about Trump calling the border crisis an, an, an emergency, mm-hmm. when it wasn't necessarily an emergency per se, even though it was important and needed attending to and needed fixing and whatnot, mm-hmm. but he called it an emergency. And then you stoke the fear and you rile the base up and you say, this is an emergency. This is something we need to deal with. But then the second the shoe is on the other foot and the other party is in power, well, now you no longer care. And now the emergencies don't matter. And now, you know, whatever. It's only when your side says so. And I think that that's where everyone is. It's just now more, more center, center left people are starting to become more fed up with some of these things because now they're affecting them or now they're, you know, realizing that, well, maybe some of this didn't help, or maybe some of this was overly enthusiastic early on, whatever, whatever the reasoning may be, but it's, it's very unprincipled. It's very, it's very, I mean, it's selfish. It's, you know, you're only looking at the issues from your perspective as opposed to the, well, what about that person who was, you know, locked down on day one, had their business closed and wasn't compensated by the government and now was fucked and now their livelihood is gone. You were perfectly fine with lockdowns then and even yelled at people on Facebook saying, stay Mm -hmm. the fuck home or otherwise you're going to kill grandma. And now suddenly it's affecting you. And so now, you know, I, so that was the other reason I was mad today is because I had another people, another person that I interact with kind of indicate that level of that kind of stance on these things well so. i mean it, I, I would say those who you interact with you, you must have something stronger than the the things you guys disagree on to have you to have that bond because sure. for you it this this is this, this is pretty high so you must really have to care about the person or you, they hold some type of high value but i you know it, i think we americans within the next 30 years have to actively actively try not to feed in to the natural uh separation or the natural um natural segregation that the media is almost kind of forcing and unless you do that then we'll be repeating some very unsightly uh uh, uh, mistakes that has happened in the past sure well and COVID has evidenced a lot of this COVID has evidenced what how much are people willing to go along with Mm-hmm. How do we frame the issues so that people are willing to go along with it? Look at, I mean, Cuomo called uh, gun violence a public health crisis recently. <laughs> he said that in New York, gun violence is a public health crisis. And that's why, no, so we need to act. We acted on COVID and now we need to act. And people have framed climate change in the same way. And people have framed, you know, racism. This is Lori Lightfoot. It was a public health crisis of racism. And so I think that framing, people are now realizing, oh, well, when COVID was a public health crisis, people were willing to stay home. People were willing to put a mask on. People were willing to shut their business down. People were willing to do all this. So if gun violence is a public health crisis, maybe people will be willing to give up the gun or maybe people will be willing to have more strict regulations or if racism is a public health crisis, maybe they'll be more amenable to changes in curriculum to incorporate CRT or, you know, be more amenable to equity measures and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But it's that, that framing of it. And I think that's where, I mean, you, you, you said sheep earlier. I think that's where this is going to be problematic is people have evidenced whether or not they're a sheep and the government has taken notice and Facebook has taken notice. And I don't think this is, over necessarily. I don't think COVID is the last quote unquote crisis and power grab that we're going to see within the next couple of years because of it. Honestly, I think it's going to happen in the digital crypto world and we got to get more back into describing that, but I'm telling you, there's going to be a level of class separation that we have never seen because the way that the dollar is looking in the grand scheme of how the world's looking at the digital world compared to like gold or anything like that. Uh, and um, the fact that America is not encouraging its its population to get into it, this India made the mistake of denouncing crypto five years ago, mm-hmm. where they could literally make their entire population wealthy. Uh, El Salvador 
is literally enabling their people with the power of cryptocurrency and they're literally daily rising above these other countries. I'm telling you, we're literally, it was almost amazing how we started this. We're literally fighting over crumbs when there's bigger loaves of bread to fight over. But hey, we'll call it here. And for those listening, comment your thoughts. Uh, Anything you think we need to discuss or bring up, please let us know. Say what he's saying only thrives off the conversations that you guys bring up and the discussions you guys find valid. So let us know um, anything that we need to know. Zach, I'll let you do the plugs. Yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Say What Needs Saying. Let us know if you try to go to the page and now suddenly after we post this episode, it's warning you of extremist content. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) But hopefully not. Uh, Twitter will be Say What Needs. Uh, We've got a website, saywhatneedssaying.com. Check us out there. We post the full show notes for these episodes up there. Bit of a description of what we talk about. Links to the YouTube channel and all of that. But yeah, let us know what your thoughts thoughts are. Did you get the COVID vaccine? Do you plan to? Do you plan to if Biden sends someone to your door to knock and ask? And what are your thoughts on the Facebook dilemma, the, the extremist content warnings and all of that? So thank you all for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of Say What Needs Saying. Adios, everyone. Hey, this is Jason and Ben from Threads Podcast Life Unfiltered. You already know what it's like to hear conversations about things that need saying. Zach and Brandon do an amazing job of having insightful conversations with their guests and listeners. Both of our podcasts have a similar goal. Create space to civilly talk about things that are difficult to address. The hosts of each show believe that there's a space for everyone at the table. Threads podcast Life Unfiltered is where you can expect weekly conversations about faith, mental health, and stuff that might make you feel a little bit uncomfortable as you listen. After listening to this episode of Say What Needs Saying, be sure to check out Threads podcast Life Unfiltered. You can find us at threadspodcast.com or search Threads Podcast Life Unfiltered wherever you get your podcasts.